Shalom to all. Today's office Ksubis Hey, hey, we are starting 10 lines from the top, the third word on the line. And today's office sponsor, Lili Nishmas, Mars, Miriam, Sarah, Basar, Yaakov, Maisha, her Nishama should have an aliyah. And Lili Nishmas, Rabbi Achmiel, Mardachai, Ben Rabchaim, his Nishama should have an aliyah. And like Mar tells us, Avimi, Brid, Rabbavo, Havamaski, Bezuzi, Bechuzai. Avimi, the son of Rabbavo, owe the people of Chuzai some money. Shadrenu, Biyad, Chama, Brid, Rabbavo, he sent the money with Chama, the son of Rabbavo. Azal Parenu, so Chama went and paid them. Amrlhu, and then he told them, Havali Shtara, give me the Shtar so that I could bring it back to Avimi, so that you won't be able to collect his loan again. I'm really, they told him Sitroi Ninhu. Sitroi means a side thing. What they were telling him is that this money really went to pay another debt that he owed us, which was Alpe, it was a verbal loan, and he still owes us money for this shtar, so we're not giving it back to you. So the Shliach went to he told him, Do you have Adim that you paid them back? He told him, I don't have Adim. So he told him, Since they can say, it never happened, you never paid us back, because you have no proof that you paid them back, they can also say it's Sitroi, meaning we're holding this money for a side loan that he owes us, and therefore they don't have to give you the shtar back. So now the Gemara asks, regarding the shliach paying, what's the halacha? Avimi gave money to Chama to pay a loan for him, and it turns out that he didn't end up paying the loan for him, and now Avimi has to take more money out of his pocket. Is Avimi able to go over to Chama and say, hey Chama, now you have to take the money out of your pocket and pay up that loan, because you didn't get the shtar back for me. So Ravash Ravashi tells us, we have to see, if he had told his shliach, take the shtar and then give them the money, so then the shliach has to pay out of his own pocket because he did it incorrectly. But if the person had said, first pay them and then take the shtar, so then the shliach doesn't have to take money out of his own pocket to pay the loan. That's because he did exactly as he was told. He paid the money and then he asked for the shtar. Then the Gemara says, that's not really so. It doesn't make a difference what the wording was. The shliach would have to pay out of his own pocket. I sent you to do something good for me, not to mess me over. And over here, you messed me over. You didn't get the shtar back. Now I'm going to take more money out of my pocket. So in all situations, says the Gemara, the shliach is going to have to pay up for this mistake of his. And more stories. So there was a woman a whole bundle of shtaris was deposited with her, and then the fellow that had deposited the shtaris with her had died. So also Yarshim, the Yarshim came, they were being tevea, this bundle of shtaris from her. She told him, I was tevea them mechaim, meaning when he was still alive, I was tevea the shtaris, I took them, because he owes me money. So I'm not giving them back to you until you pay me your father's debt. So they come to Renachim, and they went to Renachim to find out what to do. He asked her, Do you have Adim that he came to ask for his shtaris from you when he was still alive, and that you didn't give them to him because he owed you money, Amrlai, she told him, Loi, I don't have such Adim. So then he told her, Imkain, if that's really so, this is considered like you grab these shtars after he passed away, and we've already learned on the previous daf that grabbing something after the person died, that's not valid, and you have to give back these shtars. And another story, he said there was a woman, that she was in the bezin of Rava, someone was to pay her money, and she denied it, so she was going to have to make a shvua. But Amrlai, Basar of Chizda, the daughter of Chizda, told him, who was a daughter of Chizda, it was Rava's wife. So Rava's wife told him, I know that she's chashid on shvuas. I know that she makes false shvuas, so you can't trust her. So what did Rava do? Rava turned the shvua around to the one who was opposite her, meaning the one who was being tevea, this woman, he gave him the option of making the shvua and collecting the money from her. And this is something which is allowed to be done halachically if we suspect that one person is going to make a false shvua so the other person can make the shvua instead. Now, in another time, Rav Papa and Rav Adar Masna were in front of Rava. I saw who shtar gabe, a shtar was brought to them. Rav Papa, Rav Papa told Rava, I know that this star was already paid up and you can't use it to collect with. Amrlai, so Rava asked him, Do you have another person along with you that you can be now Adim that are testifying that it's not a valid star? Amrlai, so Rav Papa told him, I don't have another person along with me. So Amrlai, Rava told him, Even though you are valid as one aid, you're still not considered like anything. I can't say that this star is not a valid star based off of one aid. I need another aid.
read. So I'm like, Ravanda Ramasna, Ravanda Ramasna, as Rava, why can't Rav Papa be just like the daughter of Chizda? You believed your wife, who's the daughter of Chizda, to tell you not to trust that woman to make a shvua, so why won't Rav Papa be at least as good as your wife? So Rav answered, Basar Chizda, Kimli Bigava, Marla Kimli Bigave. The daughter of Chizda, I know her very well. Kimli Bigava means I know her very well, and I know for sure that she wouldn't lie. And this thing that she told me is as if I knew it myself. Whereas Mar, meaning Rav Papa, I don't really know him that well. I know that he's a great man, and he's most probably not going to lie, but I don't have such an intimate knowledge of him as I do like with my wife. Now, Rav Papa, Rav Papa said, Now that you just said that this concept of Kimli Begave has a real effect, that we can say, Kimli Begave, I know this person, and therefore, fill in the blank, so I have someone that I could apply this term to as well. Kigad, for example, Aramari Buri, my son, Abamari, to Kimli Begave, I really know him really well, so Karan Ashtar Apume, I would tear up a star based off of him. If he tells me it's not a valid star, I would tear it up. The Gemara is Karan you really think that he would tear the star up? You can't just go into someone's property, take out a star, and tear it up just based off of one aid, even if it's a Kimli Begave, you really know the person very well. So Gemara says, right, El Moran Ashtar Apume, where Rav Papa really meant to say is that I would make a Reyesa in the star. If the star was brought to Bezdin and my son said that there's something wrong with it, I would listen to him and I would need more validation of the star in order to collect with it. And a similar story, he said there was a woman, she was chayv to make a shvua in the Bezdin of Bibi Barabaye. So Amulahu Baldin, her Baldin told them, told Bezdin, I want her to come and make a shvua in our hometown. After the Perhaps she's going to be embarrassed to make a false shvua because I know she's going to swear falsely and therefore she'll end up admitting. I don't want her to make a shvua in this Bezdin. She's not going to be embarrassed to make a false shvua in this Bezdin. I want to bring her to her hometown. Over there, she's probably not going to make a false shvua. So Amrulahu, she told them, meaning she told Bezdin, if so, meaning if I'm going to have to go to my hometown to make a shvua, write for me a document of schos, that when I swear they're going to give it to me, and this document's going to say that she swore in front of us and she's pater. And the reason why I want you to write me this document right now is because I don't want to have to schlep it back here. If I'm going to have to schlep to my hometown, make a shvua, and then schlep it back here to get this document from you, that's going to be too much. So write this document for me, and then that bezin will give it to me once I make a shvua. So I'm going to told his bezin, kisvula, write it for her. Now I'm Rav Papi, told him, since you come from Mulai, Amrisu Mili Mulisa, you say things that are Mulisa. Now Rashi explains that Mulai means hunchback, and he was telling him, you, who are a hunchback, says hunchback things. Now Rabbi Barabaya was not a hunchback. He came from the family of Eliakain, and because of a curse, all the males of Eliakain's family would die young. So our puppy was saying that you come from a blemished family, so you say things which are blemished. Now what's wrong with what Rabbi Barabaya said? Because Ha'amarava, Rava said, this Ashrasa from Dayanim, which is a validation that Dayanim sign on a star, saying that they know this is a valid star. The Mikhtva that was written, before the Edim gave Edos that this is their signatures, so let's say invalid Ashrasa. Amo, we see from here, that when something looks like a falsehood, even though it's not necessarily a falsehood, but it looks like a falsehood, so there's a problem over here and you can't go with it. over here, It seems like a falsehood. Rabbi Barabai told his bezin they should write a document for this woman before the actual event took place. And that's Mexikashikra. It looks like a falsehood because the event did not take place. She did not swear yet, and this is not something that should be allowed to be written. But then the tells us that Valesa, this is not really an issue, meaning what Rav Papi said is not really a problem. Why not? Because what Rav Nachman said, Rav Nachman said, I'm a higher of mayor of mayor said, even if a person finds a get in a garbage dump, and he had it signed, and he gave it to his wife, kosher is kosher. This get was written for practice or for someone with the same name, and he found it in the garbage. And even though it looks false, because after all, it's clear the get wasn't written for him, he found it in the garbage, still it's a valid get. And and even the Rabbanon don't argue on Rav Meir, except for with this case of get, because we have to have a specific thing with get. It has to be written it has to be written for the person himself. Regarding all other stars, they agree to him that there is no issue. He said, 
Rav Yechanan said, Shtar Shalavabai Uparai, a shtar that was already borrowed with and then it was paid back, Enechazavalavabai. It's not to be used again for borrowing with. Why? Is that Shakvar Nimchal Shibudai? Because the Shibud on that shtar was already machal, he already gave up on that Shibud, and therefore we can't use the shtar again. It's a technical issue. So we see from here, why can't the shtar be used again? Taima the Nimchal Shibudai. That's because the Shibud was already Nimchal, so therefore we can't use the shtar. It's like a shtar that doesn't have batteries in it, it just simply doesn't work because the Shibud was already Nimchalan. But we're clearly not chayshish that it looks like a falsehood. So we see from here that our papa's objection is not valid, and there isn't an issue of mechzik shikra. Another story: Who gavra there was a fellow the ifked shav marganisa that sarbus adina bei rabbi miyasha barbarei de rishu ben levi. This fellow deposited seven pearls that were wrapped up in a handkerchief, and he deposited it in the house of rabbi miyasha, who was the grandson of rabbi shu ben levi. And shachav rabbi miyasha v'loy pocket. Rabbi miyasha died, and he didn't give any instructions to inheritors to his kids what to do with these seven pearls. So they thought these pearls were really their father's and was part of their yerusha. But obviously the fellow that deposited to them came to them and said, Hey, those were my pearls. Now also come Rabbi Yami, they came to Rabbi Yami. Amalui told them, Chada, first of all, the Adana Babe Rabbi Yasha Barbara Yabushuba Levi Doy Ahmed. I know that Miyasha, who's the grandson of Rabbi Shuba Levi, he wasn't wealthy, so these can't be his. Fight him furthermore, Hakayav Simana, the fellow who claims that they're his, he gave a simon. He said there were seven pearls wrapped up in a cloth. Now Vlay Amr, this is only said El Dulai Ruggled Isle of Nafik Lahasam, if this person wasn't used to going in and out of Rabbi Yasha's house. Aval Ruggled Al Vinafik Lahasam, if he used to go in and out of Rabbi Yasha's house, he used to always ask him questions, maybe he was a neighbor. So then, Ema, I could say, in a shachrina ifkid, that another person had really deposited these pearls by Rabbi Yasha's house, and this fellow happened to have seen them in one of his times that he was in the house, so then we would not believe that fellow. And a similar story, who gathered the ifkid kasa the chasa bechasa. There was a fellow that deposited a silver cup, perhaps it was a silver becher for Kiddush, he deposited it in Chasa's house. Shach of Chasa, Chasa died. Now, this Chasa that died over here is the same Chasa that died in Masechus Yavamas by drowning. And Vlai Pakid, Chasa didn't give any instructions to his Yarshim what to do with this cup. They thought it was theirs. And obviously, this fellow came and said, Hey, it's my Becher. Also, Commander of Nachman, they came from Nachman. Armalui told them, Amid. I know the Chasa wasn't wealthy, so most probably wasn't his silver Becher. But I know, furthermore, Hakayav Simana, the guy gave a simon to show that it's really his Becher. Now, Vlayaman, this is only said, only if this fellow wasn't used to being in Chasa's house. If he used to go in and out of Chasa's house, Amos, then I'll say, another person really deposited by Chasa's house, and he was there and he saw it, and that's how he was able to give Simonim, so then we wouldn't be able to give it to him. And another story, a person deposited a silk garment by Ravdimi, who was the brother of Safra. Silk garments were very expensive. Now, Shach Ravdimi, Ravdimi died, and he didn't give any instructions as to what to do with this silk garment. Obviously, the Yarshim thought it was theirs, and this fellow came along and said, No, it's really mine. Also, they came to Rabbi Abba. Armalui told him, First of all, I know that he's not wealthy, so it most probably wasn't his. But furthermore, this other guy gave a simon. And again, this was only said, If this person wasn't used to being in Rav Dimi's house. If it was normal for him to be in Rav Dimi's house, Amos, then I'll say, in a shachrina, if someone else gave this garment, and he saw it when he was in the house, so then we wouldn't be able to give it to him. And another story, one person told a bunch of people that were standing around him, I want all my possessions to go to Tovya. And then the fellow died, and also Tovya, a fellow named Tovya came along and said, hey, I'm here, I'm Tovya. So Amr Biyachan said, Tovya. Tovya came, so we can give him all this fellow's possessions. Now let's say Amr Tovya, he said he wants to give his stuff to Tovya. Also, Rav Tovya and a fellow named Rav Tovya came. Rabbi Tovya came along and said, "Hey, my name's Tovya. What's Psak over here?" Latovya Amar, Lurav Tovya Loy Amar. He said very clearly that he wants them to be given to Tovya, not to a fellow named Rav Tovya. So therefore, we're not going to give it to Rav Tovya. Now the Gisbe. However, if this fellow that died knew this Rav Tovya fellow, he was on good terms with him, so it makes sense that he would just call him Tovya and he wouldn't call him Rav Tovya. So Hagisbe. So he was close to him, and then we could give him those possessions, even though everyone else calls this fellow Rav Tovya. The fellow that died. 
died called him Tovia, so therefore we can say that he intended to give it to this fellow. Now let's say also Shnei Tovia, two fellows named Tovi came along. One of them was a Shachin, a neighbor, and the other one was a Tamar Chacham, a Tamar Chacham. So we say Tamar Chacham Kaidem, Tamar Chacham comes first because we assume that he intended to give it to Tamar Chacham and not to the Shachin. Let's say two fellows came along, Karev Tamar Chacham, one of them was a relative and the other one was a Tamar Chacham. We say Tamar Chacham Kaidem, we can assume that this fellow intended to give it to the Tamar Chacham and not to his relative. But Ibailu, that has the following question, Shachin Vikarev Mai, what about if a neighbor and a relative came along, both of them were named Tovya, who do we give it to? So Tashma, we have a bride, so the Pasuk tells us, a neighbor which is close is better than a brother which is far, which means that we're going to give it to the neighbor and not to the brother. What about Shneim Kraivim? If both of these are relatives, Ushneim Shechein, or both of them are neighbors, Ushneim Chachamim, or both of them are Chachamim, so Shudadadaini. In this case, it's Shudadadaini, which means whichever person the Dain thinks this fellow would have wanted to give it to, so then we're going to give it to that fellow. Another member, Amalei Rava Libred Rebchiyabar Avin. Rava told the son of Rebchiyabar Avin, Ta'im Lachamilsa Malayusa, come, I'm going to tell you something very nice, that your father used to say, that which Shmuel said, if a person sells a shtarchayv to his friend, and then he went and he was meichel it, meichel, it's meichel. Let's say, for example, Reuven has a shtar that Shimon owes him $100. Now Reuven goes and sells the shtar to Beryl. So now Beryl can go to Shimon and collect that $100. But then Reuven goes to Shimon and says, you know what, I'm meichel this loan that you owe me, you don't have to pay me this money. That's a valid mechila, and now Beryl isn't able to go to Shimon and collect that money. And Rafilu Yerush meichel, even a Yerush is able to be meichel. Let's say Reuven dies, so his son is able to be meichel that loan. Now, even though Shmuel said that, Maida Shmuel, Shmuel agrees, that if a woman brings a shtar chayv into her husband, which means when she gets married, she brings in a shtar chayv, and then she was meichel that loan, that's not a valid mechila, because her husband's hand is as strong as her hand, meaning he's like a partner with her, so to speak, we've had this previously, and therefore she's not able to be meichel on the loan, because it's as if he's owed the money as well, so the mechila doesn't work at all. And a story, a relative of Nachman sold her ksuba for Teves Hana. Now, what does it mean selling a ksuba for Teves Hana? So she sold her ksuba for a small amount that if she gets divorced or her husband dies, and in both of those situations, she would be collecting her ksuba. So instead of her collecting the ksuba, the person who bought the ksuba off of her gets to collect it. So she sold her ksuba to this fellow, Igarsha, she got divorced, Ushkiva, then she died. Asu Lebrata, the fellows that bought it off of her went to her daughter and were being Teve her ksuba because she got divorced first and then she died. So her daughter inherited everything from her, but the ksuba is not rightfully the daughter's. It's rightfully the person who bought it from the mother, so these people are coming along saying, give us the ksuba. So I'm with Rav Nachman. told the relatives of this daughter, like the Lisbala Eitzah, isn't there anyone that could give her the following Eitzah, the following piece of advice, so that she could keep the ksuba? She should go and be meichel the ksuba of her mother to her father. Remember, her father owes her mother the ksuba, but her mother died before she could collect the ksuba. So the daughter who's inheriting her mother should just be meichel that chayv to her father and say, you don't have to pay my mother's ksuba. And then she could yarshin it from him. She was the only Yerush of her father as well, so she could just wait till her father dies, and then she'll yarshin the ksuba from her father. But that way, she won't have to pay the ksuba to the people whom her mother sold it to. So Shama, this daughter, heard this advice. Azla she went and she was Michael the ksuba. Now Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman commented, We just made ourselves like Archadayanim, and the Mishnah Pirkei says, Don't make yourself like Archadayanim. So we felt bad for giving her this advice. The Gemara asked, Originally, we tried to help out this relative of his. What was he thinking? And at the end, when he regretted it, what was he thinking? So Gemara answers, Originally he was thinking that we have this passage that says, Don't avert your eyes from your own flesh. But And he thought to himself, Adam Chashev Shani, someone who's an Adam Chashev, someone who's important. Rav Nachman was Chashev, so a person like that has to be extra vigilant and careful in how he acts, and he realized that perhaps it wasn't the best thing to do. We're going to stop here for the day. I pick up tomorrow, continue to talk about this concept of being Michael Achayv after it was sold. For now, 
everyone should have a wonderful day.